The following podcast gimmick has been paid for by Look at the Adjective. Such a god-awful small affair. Hello and welcome to Look at the Adjective. We ain't here to podcast. Someone robbed our bin lorry. I am trillionaire John Mack and I'm joined as always by a man who dyes his hair jet black most weeks. A man who can hit a one-inch punch and an inverted backside round kick on anyone. A man who loves middle-aged women but only if they have a hog. He's the king around here. It's easy Mark Crowther. How are you doing, son? I'm all right. That's one of the worst ones, I think, being compared to him. <laughs> I was there. I thought I'd go for a double act of our illustrious commentary team. <laughs> but but that intro must mean we're only one thing. We must be back to the uh, to the bread and butter, the meat, the meat and veg, as if you will. That's it. <laughs> it's been a, it's been a fucking while, hasn't it? I know. I know. It has. We've got nineteen ninety one things instead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We do have uh, other matters to to deal with before that, though, don't we? As always, we do. You guys have missed it. You know what it is. We're going to take a cruise on the Moron Motorway, take a left down Simpleton Street, all the way to the Cretinous cul-de-sac. It's Cretin of the fucking month, mate. <laughs> have you got one for me, Mark? I've not got a Cretin because I've not, I've not, I've not really seen anything that's on that level. And I month. know you've got some. I know I'd, I've not been. I've not. I, I don't know. I just not noticed it. But I have got a hero that I'll get to, which is a separate segment we sometimes add in. Um, this, is, this is where me and you differ, Mark. I, I go searching for him. You just notice. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like if they don't come to me, they're, they're, they're not that cretinous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um, the first one, classic as always, without fail, never misses a beat. So, Davey Meltzer. Yeah. Oh, God. See, I haven't seen much from him recently. I must, I just must have missed it. So, some guys tweeted him, some random guy, obviously. Yeah, and he's uh, he's put AEW is not a casual fan type of organization. <laughs> that's a, that's a fair statement. Yeah, the people that go to those shows are diehard wrestling fans, and those are the people that dress up like him, meaning Orange Cassidy. Yeah, no one outside of AEW fans knows who that is, and I don't think that's a controversial statement. Uh, it's probably not far off being true, is it? But old Davy Meltzer didn't like that. Of course not. He comes back with this one. Nobody outside of WWE fans know who any wrestlers are, except Hogan, Rock, Cena, Austin level stars. The guy on the street does not know who Roman Reigns is, just like he doesn't know who Orange Cassidy is. <laughs> so you say Ro- Roman Reigns on the same level as Orange Cassidy, then is he? I've got I've got three stepkids who don't watch wrestling. They all know who fucking Roman Reigns is because <laughs> he's quote unquote dreamy, <laughs> and they've got TikTok. He's been in he's he's been in a couple of films, hasn't he? As well, seen him in a couple of films, a couple of rock films. I swear he has. Not a fucking clue, but he's been going. He's been on telly for about ten years. He's he's. He's not a household name yet, I would probably say, but he's fucking well known, isn't he? Let's be honest. Yeah, but people on on the street know who he is. 
Yeah. Like, granted, not to the level of Hulk Hogan, Rock, Cena, Austin, etc., but Orange fucking Cassidy. <laughs> I know. Like, you look at Roman Reigns, right? Even if you don't know who he is, he looks like a fucking star. He looks like somebody. Yeah, he looks money, doesn't he? You see Orange Cassidy in your street, you don't even see him. You walk straight past him because he's just some fucking guy. Yeah, in denim. <laughs> in denim. Try to be fucking Ryan Gosling in Drive. <laughs> Nowhere near as cool as that. <laughs> no. But the back, the duo, the twosome, the gruesome twosome. Oh, God. No. So, as everyone's probably heard, John Moxley suffered a quote unquote mild concussion at oh, AEW yeah. Grand Slam. I forgot about right? that. <laughs> so this was um <laughs> this is all Brian Alvarez's take on this. Right. You don't want to do a match with a concussion, but goddamn, for like a match with a guy that got a concussion in the first ten seconds of a match, I'm not sure there's ever been a better match that a guy worked the entire match with a concussion. <laughs> okay. Right. What a benchmark. <laughs> yeah, I mean the match wasn't even that good, to be fair. But from what I could see, he got he got a concussion at the fucking end when he got dropped on his head twice. Well, that's what I thought. <laughs> but apparently the AEW spin is it was off some sort of dive where he was over the um, over the it railing or something. It was definitely. And, um, but obviously the spin doctors, these two, yeah, they've got to take the spin and they, they try to put it all over, and it's just fucking. And then he also said, it shouldn't have gone this long, but what are you going to do? <laughs> Stop it. Just put the X up. <laughs> and then all these guys underneath are going like, well, for starters, mate, don't drop a guy on his fucking head. And then if a guy doesn't kick out, the ref should count to three. <laughs> See, see, this is this is why this is why I've if this this is the biggest credit of the whole thing, and I've completely forgotten about it because it Rick was like a month, it was like the beginning of the month. Rick Knox is the biggest credit of the fucking month by some distance, isn't he? Let's be honest. Yeah. Like, what the fuck was he doing? Surely, I've heard loads of refs say just count to three, regardless of what happens. If they're going to yeah, kick out, call, kick out. Call an audible. Yeah. You know, if 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 they're knocked out, they're not going to fucking want to do the match again. So fucking just count it. I can't believe he did that. He literally buried the entire. I mean, I'm I not can't. a big, I'm not a huge fan of them both, but you can't. You, you just completely buried the entire match and business in that entire moment, didn't he? Yeah, but it's to be expected. He's fucking PWG. They've spent twenty years burying the fucking business. <laughs> yeah, you're not the wrong. Guy's not a competent referee, no, anyway. So he clearly shits himself because it's like, oh my god, this isn't. It's been mapped out by to the like fucking nth degree in the back. What do I do? And it's like, because if you remember, he's done it a few times where someone's been out cold. Luckily, it's in like a six man or something. Yeah, and he's just fucking pushed him to the side and cracked on. And in sort of like indie matches, if someone gets hurt, they just fucking carry on. It's like, well, I need to get my shit in and get the finish in. Yeah. It's just fucking it's everything's telly, scripted, isn't it? Isn't it? <laughs> that's what I mean. You're not in some sort of embarrassing. It's embarrassing. Planning. I remember you sent me that, and I thought, "What the fuck? That's such that's that's amateur hour." That it was yeah, absolute amateur, amateur hour, dog and pony show. But the, the problem is, 
Meltzer and Alvarez because they've got to put the fucking spin on it. They've got to put the AEW spin on it. They'll listen to what the AEW thing is, and it's fucking obvious to anyone with fucking eyes that he gets dropped on his head, and mm. then he gets dropped on his fucking head again. It's Shocking. almost like Donald Trump levels of, but we've seen it with our own eyes. It's oh no, he didn't. No, no, what I'm saying is right. No, you didn't see anything. What are you on about? Anyone that anyone that's got like a completely like neutral mindset would would slag that off, wouldn't they? But they're sat there like praising the match. It's like fuck the match. The guy, the guy could have fucking got. I know he's got a concussion. It's probably gonna, you know, it'll be back in a few weeks, but. Danielson had like a series of concussions, didn't he? And he never wrestled for about ten years, so you know it's serious stuff. Um, I mean, but when you look at it objectively, it's John Moxley versus Ray Phoenix. Is yeah. that going to be a great match? Well, not for me even, anyway. E- even without a concussion, <laughs> no, it was never. It was never to me. It's not my cup of tea. Any anyway. I mean, I've you know my feelings on the Lucha Brothers and Moxley. He's 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 so hit and miss, more miss than anything else than for me. But yeah, you just the the fact that they're going, oh, what what? That's an amazing match for someone that's got a concussion. What does that even mean? <laughs> what does that even mean? Just fucking ridiculous. That's, <laughs> Al, 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 Alvarez is is just he's come out of the woodwork with like been busy. force. He's he's not just come out. He's like ran out, sprinted, and fucking thrown himself in front of everybody. I, know, I, think, I think he's in the lead at the moment. If if you ask me, yeah. I mean, next up, he's one another one of your favourites. Go on. We thought it was finished. We thought it was over, but no. Oh, is it now? No, Mister. Oh. I need to keep relevant. Is keeping this going. Oh, when God. I said one of your favourites, it was pure sarcasm. All oh, right. <laughs> Oh, Matt Hardy's back. Oh, fuck. He, he's come out with... Uh, do you remember when AEW Collision was in Hamilton? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Quotation marks. Someone changed me being booked for AEW Collision in Hamilton, and it wasn't Tony go. Khan. <laughs> exactly. Here we go. It's like, fuck <laughs> me. The guy's been fired. Just fucking leave it now. <laughs> and then when someone goes, all oh, right, okay, so you mean punk again? Oh, I never said punk. I never said no, that. I said someone. It's all about clicks in it. He's he's probably got some shitty podcast that I've never heard of that he's trying to get. He, I don't know where we said it, but the guy's a fucking dweeb. Like it gives a shit if Matt Hardy's not on the show. Like when's the last time he was relevant? Do you know what I mean? When he was doing his broken gimmick, that was shit as well. <laughs> that was an impact for fuck's sake. He he popped up him and his missus popped up in in my universe, like, a couple of days ago. So, like, my missus is in bed watching TikTok shit, like mm. she does usually. And that, what's his missus called? Reba? Reba? Rebecca? Reba, Reba. Right. She's caught with a TikTok that says, uh, it's weird when your husband was on national TV when you were still in grade school. And, ooh, ooh. Grim. <laughs> bit, bit creepy. <laughs> Apparently, I, I'm assuming grade school sort of like just secondary school over there. I don't really know. <laughs> I don't know. The way they do school just confuses me, but it still sounds a bit creepy. <laughs> but he's a creepy guy <laughs> at the end of the day. He really is, but we don't end there. <laughs> My main event is this. 
the statement, you're probably just going to go, hmm, innocuous. But it's it's the add-along, add-on, sorry, that, that come along with this and the hypocrisy that comes along with this. So, obviously, old Jade Cargill has uh, yeah. been signed by the World Wrestling Entertainment crew. Yeah. So, everyone, all the AEW fans are going sick. You traitor, you this, you fucking that, right? Old uh, Kenneth's come out, Omega, and said, uh, this, this, I can't do this. This may be news to a lot of fans out there. <laughs> when one wrestler goes <laughs> from one company to another, we tend to always wish them the best and cheer for them while they embark on their new journey genuinely. It's embarrassing and shameful that some fans aren't capable of the same. <laughs> okay, so innocuous. He's, he's saying, listen, right, just calm down. She's gone on to do something, fair play. And then some guy called Contrarian Alex has said, nothing in pro wrestling since ECW has perpetuated an us versus them ideology more than being the elite. Wrestling yeah. fans are dumb and weird, and the point is right, but Kenny might as well be wearing his hot dog suit when saying this. And then some <laughs> other guys quote tweeted that called John Draper, and he said, Kenny acting completely oblivious to the vitriol and toxicity that him and his friends from Cucamonga and their crew have normalised in online fandom is hilarious. When confronted about things like this, they immediately hurl accusations that are baseless or cry victimhood. He's the one who started this. All the AEW fans have done it because... They're like yeah. it's this us versus them fucking mentality, and there's a and Tony Khan giving it. There's a war on. It's a real. Yeah. It's very real. This war. It's not. But you know, <laughs> he's a fucking pillar. At the end of the day, like Jay Cargill, she's got potential, hasn't she? At the end of the day, she, she's nowhere near any level that you'd want her to be at. But they are, it is it is a bit of a loss to them because they have built her up, but. I just don't get why people care so much. Really don't understand it. Yeah, Tony Khan's got fuck all out of Jay Cargill. Jay Cargill got tons out of Tony Khan. At oh, the end yeah. of the day, right? She looks like a fucking star. She's she's another one. Even if you don't know who she is, she looks like somebody. She stands out. Yeah. Yeah. She can't work a fucking lick, but you know, they've got a training centre, so with a bit of luck, you know, she might end up being half decent if she's well, been trained they, by they, they obviously an upside in her, don't they? Obviously, you know, she, they can make her an attraction. She looks money at the end of the day. Yeah. And they, and, need, um, they need that type of woman, that sort of strong-looking woman as well. I mean, they've only really got... Uh, what's her face, haven't they? Yeah, yeah. Ripley. Everyone well, else is really petite and stuff. This is it, though. There's people for her to work with there who can drag her through a match yeah. and get probably get good at like Rhea Ripley. You put her in the ring with Rhea Ripley. Becky... And Becky and Charlotte Flair, as much as you know, I can't be doing with her. She mm. can fucking work. Um, Bianca Belair, these people, you can drag her through. Yeah, and she, she's getting proper training instead of being trained by fucking QT Marshall. <laughs> you know I mean? Yeah, she's good, quite close to Cody, I think, as well. So I think that was probably well, that was the first good. angle, wasn't it? That mental yeah. promo that she did. Yeah. She was another one that felt like you felt like she'd she had, she got momentum, and then because she'd been quite supportive of Punk, it's like let's push her a bit, let's get her down the card a little bit more. Just, yeah. I don't know if it's just coincidence, but she she was one of them who actually went to him and actually wanted help from him, unlike all the other ones. Um, I think he offered her a lot of help. I mean, I don't think she she was clickless. I don't. Th- I think she was. She's seizing the Jay Cargill fucking clicker. She's yeah. all about Jay Cargill because she thinks she's a fucking star. And I want to make play. money. That's the whole point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
So she'll take advice of any fucker, I think. She's probably took advice off the other lot. Yeah. So at the end of the day, she's 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 I don't think she's daft. I think she's pretty savvy about wanting to she knows where she wants to get and she's not bothered who she upsets on the way there. It's like like you know, when, when he releases people, he just ghosts them, doesn't he? She's just yeah. gone, oh, my deal's running out, I'm going over there, see you later, mate. I'll do a job on the way out, tatty buys. <laughs> well, that's the way to do it, I suppose, isn't it? That's the way to do it. That's how it should have been doing, because it's, it's all this war stuff, people going from one side to the other, only really sort of started because of Vince anyway, like yeah. poaching talent from the territories. You used to do, like, a run in a territory, and then you go somewhere else because yeah, you were done. Because you'd want you, you you you'd, you'd go somewhere else, yeah. yeah. But everyone makes it out like it's fucking like you know, heresy or something. It's like how many times have AW pinched a fucking talent or grabbed a release talent or whatever whenever a contract's expired? It's just about time they got a bit bit back, I suppose. But then again, it's one of them where it's like they've never had anyone that WWE would ever really want other than those two. No. So other than Brian that Brian Danielson probably and probably, yeah, and yeah. obviously Cody, they really they 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 quite yeah. they wanted to get him. Um, he only wanted Cody because of what he did after he left WWE yeah. really, didn't he? Because he it, made yeah. he made himself he did what Drew McIntyre did. He made himself yeah. you know a viable commodity for them again. Yeah that's it. Yeah uh, to me, to, in in terms of the cretins, it's got to be that whole Rick Knox situation. Oh, massively! I mean, he is, that was, he's a useless human being. He's awful. Like, he was awful before that, but he, uh, that took him to a new level. Like, that was shocking, right. and it put and and I, again, I'm not a massive fan of Moxley, but you put the guy in danger with that. Do you know what I mean? It just—it's it so idiotic. It's so—it's so idiotic. I mean, that could have been. Do you know what I mean? Though it, it could have been anyone, couldn't it? It could have been someone who's got bad neck trauma. It could have been Danielson. Could have been someone like that. And he's gone. Oh, I'm not going to count that because it's not in the script. It's like, don't matter, mate. You count to three regardless. You, you sort it out afterwards if there's been a problem. Um, <laughs> so who are we going for then? It's got to be Rick Knox. It's got to be Rick Knox. Right, Rick Knox, for the first time, surprisingly, you are the cretin of the month. <laughs> That's quite impressive. There is a... I've got a little hero, though. Just, Bring it. I love a hero. I've got a hero. I mean, we're talking about we a man put, who... Shall we just quickly play that Sting package? Holding up a hero. No, talk about a man who's uh, on... One of the big hot streaks of his career, maybe. It is a lust well, I'd say illustrious career, maybe. Christian My Cage. Who is getting his flowers, quote unquote, uh, at the moment, I would say. Um I fucking hate that phrase, I really do. <laughs> he's uh, he's on a hot streak of this this heel persona he's brought to the table. And um, uh, to be fair, he's one of the only things I like that AEW have at the minute, to be honest. Um him and maybe yeah. one or two others. Um, I've kind of cooled on MJF because the Adam Cole thing. I mean, it's over with their sort of particular brand of fans, but I, I just—it's just a waste of him, in my opinion. But yeah, I'm hoping there's some sort of payoff with that eventually. But at the minute, it's a bit. Mm, we'll see. But yeah, the Christian—I'm uh, loving everything he's doing at the minute. I think he's just classy. He, he seems to have a new lease of life. He's just enjoying it. Great promos. Um, and he, when he when he was at that press scrum the other day, he had me in stitches. Just turned up, <laughs> turned, turned up, 
complete well completely in character which is just what you want he wasn't sucking up to all the marks in the room and he, he just absolutely buries brian alvarez a man we've mentioned before tonight calls him a, calls him a joke calls him a shit wrestler calls um, him a mark as well i yeah. don't i don't talk to marks or something <laughs> yeah he did actually and he said uh he basically he basically just slagged off the star rating which is just i just thought it was hilarious I just he had me in stitches. Um, you, see, you see, now he asked a question about that Nick Wayne kid, who's yeah. who's green as absolute goose shit, yeah. and he's not ready for TV. But the reason he's asked that is because he was his dad was called Buddy Wayne, yeah, and he's dead, I think. But yeah. he trained Brian Alvarez as well, <laughs> and like he's he's always talking about yeah when when he used to wrestle Buddy. And it's right, nobody knows him because there's two Buddy Waynes. One was a sort of wrestler in the South, and people know who he is. And there was mm. this guy who nobody knows. So yeah, so he has yeah. to get his shit in there. I just thought I just thought it was hilarious. Like I just like I'm just I'm just someone who's in his what late forties. I don't know how old he is. Actually, yeah, it's got to be. Gotta but be, he's arg- he's arguably on one of the best runs of his career, and it's testament to him because he's. You know, he's 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 always been sort of in the shadow of Edge, hasn't he, and everything like that. And it's and it's well, he maybe is again now, but <laughs> um, yeah. but it's nice to see him having like a really good top run again. I mean, I didn't see any of his TNA stuff, and apparently that was good. But I never watched his TNA. Yeah. I didn't either. <laughs> Even though it was a f- on free free telly, I didn't bother. Yeah. So yeah, I just wanted to give a little shout out to Christian. I think he's uh, I think he's earned that over his last two or three, four or five months. He's been he's been grafting his ass off really in a pretty it's been a lot of noise in that company and he's been one of the most consistent things they've put out in the what in the in the last year or in the last year or so, I would say. He's the best heel in that company, easily, without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah, he's, he's arguably the best heel in the business at the moment. Now now MJF sort of Switch babyface or whatever you want to call him. Yeah, a tweener, a weeder. Oh man, yeah, nice bit of positivity to end the uh, the cretinous. A little bit of positivity, especially at Brian Alvarez's expense. (laughs) So we're here. Yep, we're at the infamous NWO inaugural pay per view. God. It's been a long time coming, <laughs> and I wish it was a little bit longer. We're at the Five Seasons Centre, Cedar Rapids, Iowa, 25th of January, 1997, with a gate of 5,120. bit low. The tag, the tagline, <laughs> finally a pay-per-view worth watching. The world ain't big enough for the both of us. It's NWO sold out.
start with that infamous intro mark <laughs> <laughs> let's just have a talk about that for a second they're on bin lorries all of them <laughs> except, except hogan just screams cool that doesn't it turning up in a in a bin man's lorry <laughs> they've been they've been in they've been in limos their entire run why the fuck could they turn up looking like brexit bin man <laughs> <laughs> who signed off on that who signed off on that Eric fucking Bishop. <laughs> what? Why? I, just, I I I don't understand that decision at all. It's like you're trying to you're trying to push them as the cool anti anti establishment group. Blah blah blah. Let's make them. Let's on make bins. them all come on and bin men in yeah. fucking bin bin trucks. Fucking what a decision and, that was. And it was fucking freezing as well. It was snow. I know. I, know. I think I've heard Nash go on about how that is one of the stupidest decisions he he ever came across. With the, with the NWO, it, looks, it just makes them look shit, doesn't it? It's, yeah. I, I was trying to look into it and sort of go, "Is there some nuance here? Is it like, is it a metaphor for taking out the rubbish that is WCW?" I don't know, but but it made it, 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 it didn't really make any sense, did it? No, when you get Waltman fucking running in the snow, going, hey, "Look at me!" Like for fuck's sake, it's <laughs> nice. <laughs> But like, um, yeah, it's just baffling. It's a limo baffling. in front of it, like with like like a presidential motorcade with a fucking flag it's on like the body. Like a police escort, but like with yeah. bin lorries. <laughs> I, I just don't get it. It's it was pony as fuck, and, it was, and then uh, and then Hogan just fucking appears as they enter the building. He's clearly been in the limo. He's like, yeah, bin lorry, don't work for me, that. brother. I'm doing the bin lorry. Fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> What Waltman's clearly has has had some cheap whiz or fucking some dodgy pill or something. He's fucking off his tits. He's bouncing. 
Fucking Bischoff rocks up in a flasher mark, looks like he's in the fucking Gestapo, right? <laughs> and it went a fucking absolute age as well, didn't it? I, I, I had to skip some of it. It was doing my head in. I, I flicked through a bit of that. It was just like, all right, well, we're getting to it here. We're getting to the point here. And then they and then did it, a better, they did a little bit of a better intro, which made more sense to the group. You know, the soundbite stuff. Yeah, it sort of segued into like a political rally, didn't it? He's like, he's got a yeah. pulpit and he's giving it Bischoff, and it was I think better. That, made, that was better, but it was still a bit like Bischoff leading it. Mm, I'm not sure about that. But the the others aren't even there. Like you could hear Hogan whispering over the PA, and then like yeah. Hall and Nash are chipping in. It's, it's just a bit flat as fuck, really, wasn't it? And then it was an awful that start. Mad, that mad staircase. Yeah, what's that? What about? was that about? Yeah, but then Bischoff would like. So obviously they did they did some sort of filming, and it transitioned to Bischoff being on that like podium again, didn't it? It was obviously yeah. a pre-tape, and then he was just stood there for like two, three minutes. It was awkward as fuck. Came down, oh, yeah. and then he was like, "Oh, leave my leather jacket. Let me get my leather jacket on." It's like I'm not. I don't feel me unless I've got that on. It was like no one was sure what was going on, and the crowd was just not fucking impressed whatsoever. <laughs> they were just like, "What is this shit?" And then we get Eric Bischoff and Ted DiBiase on comms. Yeah. They say it's the defining moment and crowning achievement of the NWO. I fucking hope not. <laughs> it's not a great start, is it? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> and I, I'm thinking, all right, DiBiase might be good on comms. I was wrong. He needs about 30 seconds to a minute to get his shit over, and that's about it. You can't put him on two and a half hours, too long. three hours. Yeah, it, was, it was too long, wasn't it? But we we do get some matches, Mark. So we start off with uh, old Chrissy. Come on, baby, Jezza. Have you and, noticed uh, it, this is a theme throughout the show? All the non-WCW, not sort of non-NWO guys, they didn't get any music. No music. No music some random voiceover going, loser, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but he takes on, for the second time, the first international member, Masahiro Chono. Yeah. Yeah. With Patrick Reffin with Jericho. But well, everyone there. apart from like Hall and Nash and Hogan get the fucking you know B team music, don't they? Like <laughs> yeah. reserve squad. <laughs> it's a proper shit tune, isn't it, compared to like the proper one. <laughs> I wasn't a fan. I wasn't a fan of the en- en- entrances at all. No, it's ten minutes in before the fucking bell rang. Take it took too long, didn't it? It's like raw. <laughs> <laughs> it's my absolute. Uh... Absolute munters sat on motorbikes as well at ringside, just to, <laughs> just to really, really yeah. get, get, the, get you in the mood for it. Chono comes out looking like he's in the fucking Matrix, and then you've got all them, like you said, all them birds on motorbikes, and like it's like Bischoff's wet dream. It's like this is if you could say, right, let's make the most quintessentially Eric Bischoff fucking <laughs> pay per view. This would be it. We just needed some dicks doing karate shit in the corner or something. You mentioned that. Throughout the night, though, <laughs> so they are the contestants for the Miss NWO contest, which we'll be having later. Patrick's clearly, obviously, siding with the NWO, yeah, and, and he pulls Jezza on all sorts of stuff before it gets off. Um, Sherry, Harlem Heat, Face of Fear, Nasties, and they all wander through the crowd and take a pew. Then I quite Bishop, like that. The... I like. That. Oh yeah, that was, that was cool. a nice touch. What I thought was the stupidest, one of the stupidest things Eric Bishop's ever said was this. He calls out the free tickets given away to the Rumble 
Yeah. But it defeats his own point because even without the free tickets, they drew nine times more than this fucking did. <laughs> without comp, it was still 45,000, wasn't it? Yeah. This was 5,000. <laughs> but that is another another pop at WWF. When he's fucking, what a hypocrite. What a fucking hypocrite he is. He's just a fucking moron. He's just fucking buried himself, hasn't he? <laughs> and there's some really fucking weird camera angles going is on. Is that static, that hand handheld static sort of like <laughs> shit, wasn't it? That was a Fish feature off, of the, night, the static camera. <laughs> <laughs> It was a feature of the fucking night, though, wasn't it? It was like fucking shaky cam, like fucking some dodgy like film film production. It was garbage. And then, the, yeah, but if you listen later on, they're just putting that over so fucking much. And Revolutionary. Like, oh, you don't get right. shots like these. That's what they were saying, weren't they? <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I prefer it to the fucking 45 quick cuts in, in a minute that Kevin Dunn's won't do, but... Yeah. yeah. Or, the, or the, double, the double screen gimmick. Oh, fucking hell, Jesus Christ. That was what was worrying me. I'm thinking, oh, Public Enemy are going to come out here soon. Um, what did you reckon to this Jezza Chono match? It wasn't bad. It wasn't amazing either, don't get me wrong. I think Jericho, at this point, he's he's pretty good and he's, he's, he's not the finished article by any stretch, but he's not bad. I thought it was a bit slow to begin with and I thought Bischoff really brought every match down. He was... It's shocking on commentary, absolutely abysmal. I think he's he's got worse since the time he's not like not been doing it, which is hard to do. <laughs> I think it was just one of them where it was like, let's just have a quick first match. It was it wasn't that long really. Like it's, I put here, it started very slow and I couldn't get into it, but it started picking up and I thought it was pretty decent by the end. Yeah, it did start slow, which probably was it to its to its advantage because it built to a half decent sort of you know conclusion it sets the tempo early with Patrick the slow counts every fucking every fucking the decision was just slow Chono like threatens sort of apparently he's the creator of the STF I didn't know that but apparently he is that's what DBS was saying um, nah it's John Cena mate <laughs> <laughs> the STF <laughs> I mean, there was a few, there was a few decent bits in it. I mean, Chono dominated it for the most part, really. Yeah, um, Jezza gets That's the what Jericho's spot. matches are a lot like now at the at this point. Though, aren't they? he's the underdog, yeah. baby face, baby face. Yeah, of course yeah. yeah, he gets the odd hope spot, snap suplex, wheel kick, you know, springboard crossbody, and all that kind of jazz. He does desperation in Zagori, which Bischoff points out is a jump, jump back leg round kick. Yeah, he was like, what, no matter what you say, that's a jump back round what the fuck ever other fuck it was. No, it's an Enzigari, mate. <laughs> Everyone ooh, knows it. Oh, all right, karate kid, fuck's sake. <laughs> Jermaine. But he was like he was like it was like he was uh, trying to put everyone down saying, I know what that really is. <laughs> he made up as he went along, surely. Hundred percent. I mean Nikki P's ninety seven gimmick is a bent ref who's shit. He's actually better than Rick Knox in reality. <laughs> yeah. Nicky Patrick is fucking great in this. Yeah. He was he was he, consistent as fuck. <laughs> he just playing the cunt all night and he was wonderful. Uh, <laughs> I hope he got paid well. He was fucking on all night. 
bless him. <laughs> Did you notice though? Every time, every time the match finished, he went back and then came back out about two minutes later. So just stay out, Nick. Just stay out there, Nick. <laughs> You're getting your steps in. Fucking hell. <laughs> yeah, it starts. It starts to come to an end though. Chono grabs a, a table, very thin table. It wasn't quite from Dudleyville, that was it. Um. <laughs> <laughs> no. uh, Jericho gets sort of he, he he blocks it for a little bit. He gets a suplex back inside. The pretty decent top rope drop kick, which is nice. He's pretty nice pop. He's hit, hitting them well. Um, but lion salt Jericho lands on his injured knee, which I'm not really sure where he was where he injured that. Must have been from that STF, I guess. Um, he was work well. He was working it like John was working it. He got him with a dragon screw leg whip, didn't he? And mm. Got it, then put him in the STF, and I think that was it. But him going up top with a bad knee makes no fucking sense. But you know, yeah, he gets eventually sent through the table, doesn't he? Chono gets him back in, wins it with a pretty bit of a piss poor big boot. Really, Yakuza only... kick. <laughs> that was the only sort of issue I had with the finish. It, was, it didn't, it didn't connect with it very well. I don't think. But Chono wins it. I think you're sort of well, not necessarily, but it's a tone for the night where you sort of almost expected them to win everything, don't you? Yeah. After that, though, yeah, we get all these uh, Miss NWO contestants, and they all have shocking mullets. He shows photos of the people who entered. Uh, says there's some women from Wisconsin who can cut a lot of wood, and uh, Dibiase says that she looks like she eats a lot of cheese. <laughs> Okay. Um, <laughs> what the fuck does fucking, that mean? There's fucking boring chance, and I'm not surprised because the crowd are just not involved in this bit at all. It's quite and And we get the uh, the first appearance from one Jeff Katz, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Who the fuck's that? Oh, I'll tell you in a minute. Let's go now to Jeff Katz. Here's a kid that's real. I mean, he's got his work cut out for him. Now, take it, Jeff. Gonna ask him a few. Ladies and gentlemen, are you ready to crown Miss NWO? Settle down. Well, let me ask you: Do you like biker chicks? Because we got them. Oh boy, do we got them! Let's get right to it. We're going to be asking each one of these lovely, lovely ladies. A couple questions, gonna find out if they have what it takes to be Miss NWO. Hello. Let me ask you, what does the term NWO going all the way mean to you? Oh my. Is that it? So far. Well, she's a quiet woman, but hey. That might be what it has, you know, what it takes here in the world of the NWO. Let's go over to number two here. Tell me, Kevin Nash is known as a big man in the wrestling industry today. What would you do to tame this big, big man? Anything it takes. Could you go into a little detail? Oh, you mince. Oh, you hurt me. Folks, we will be back here all night. Finding out who will be Miss NWO. At this point, let's go back to more NWO action. It looks like a he looks like a square undercover cop trying to infiltrate a biker gang, doesn't he? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Was he the guy who was in that shit band? No, he was the guy who was doing interviewing oh, the women. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He's like, he's like, uh, do you know, like, hey guys, 
do you know where to get any weed? And it's like, no, I don't, officer, because you're so fucking <laughs> on top. It's fucking abject. <laughs> Obvious, obviously, right, this is like all a piss take of these women. And yeah. it's not even like a funny joke. And yeah. the premise behind it is shit from the start. Like, the women aren't in, in on it. They're clearly like... They think it's a... They think it's a yeah, it's a pageant. Yeah, something. Been, yeah, something. And they're just being having the piss taken out of him. And he asks some apparently risque questions to fucking varying levels of response. Some play along, some have no idea, some can't even fucking hear him. And it's fucking abysmal. And this fucking abysmal band play along behind him. Oh, so Jeff Katz. Jeff Katz is a film producer these days. Right. He was hired by Bischoff in 1996 when he was 17, apparently. Hmm. So here he's 18. Right. He looks about 40. Yeah. <laughs> he did play-by-play with that fucking horrendous human being, Mark Madden, online. Uh, he You're briefly right. did Oakland's hotline, and he did an NWO hotline, and he did dismiss NWO shit. But it turns out Jeff Katz is a bit of a, bit of a cunt. So in... T- 2011, he did a Kickstarter for a new promotion, which became something called Wrestling Retribution Project. He taped 13 weeks of TV, and these uh, and it never aired. So he made 100 grand or something on the Kickstarter, taped all this TV, and no return for the investment. Right? Yeah. However, on these TV tapings. In different gimmicks to the to the usual gimmicks, because they were all created by Jeff Katz, were Dr. Luther, MVP, Kenny Omega, Chris Hero, Carl Anderson, Colt Cabana, Luke Gallows, Timothy Bloody Thatcher, hell. Brian Cage, LA Knight, Sean Devaris, Sammy Callahan, Adam Pearce, Joey Ryan, and Pat Buck. Bloody hell. The agents for these matches were Chris Daniels, Lance Storm and Tommy Dreamer. And uh, the colour commentator was Nigel McGuinness. Bloody hell. That, been, that, that might have been all right. <laughs> it eventually appeared on YouTube in 2020. <laughs> oh, did it? What, the Apparently full 13 so, weeks? I don't know some of it. I've just I've read it appeared on YouTube. But he's actually a legitimate film producer. Right. He Produced Freddy vs. Jason, Snakes on a Plane, and he's worked on Deadpool, X-Men Origins, and Wolverine. <laughs> Made some of himself, I guess. But Bischoff had these little, like, protégés, like Jason Hervey from the Wonder Years and fucking this guy, and they were all, like, you know, 18, 19. Mm. A bit dodgy. Grooming yeah. them. Yeah. Well, he shagged DDP's wife. <laughs> is that alleged or is that true? Allegedly. Allegedly, they had a, a wife swapping keys in the ball job. Anyway, next match after that a fucking human atrocity it is uh, another human atrocity. It's <laughs> two of Mark's favourites, Big Bubba and old Hugh Morris in a Mexican death match. First question, Mark why? Why is it Mexican? Yeah, why? <laughs> Not n- neither are fucking vaguely Mexican, and it's in fucking Not in Iowa. Mexico. <laughs> what a ridiculous premise! Absolutely um, fucking baffled. Shocking, just truly awful. I think my exact words were: "This will be horrific." 
Bubba's still queuing on looking. Morris comes down in a shit tie-dye shirt looking like a dog shit Dudley. Yeah, not for me. I was tempted to use the skip, but I didn't. And I really wish I did. (laughs) Bischoff goes on about Savage for a bit. He says he's not blackballed, he just brings nothing to the table. WCW and NWO don't need him and just fucking buries him, which is mental. That's really good for the product, isn't it? (laughs) This is is really fucking bad. It was shocking. Slow big man moves. Fucking Bubba low blows Patch and Patrick doesn't see it. Uh, Eric Bischoff compares Big Bubba to Mike Tyson. He's <laughs> not a rapist. rapist and he's not mates with Flair. So <laughs> there was only one good thing about it in the entire match, and that was uh, my <laughs> that's quite impressive. But but. <laughs> When Big Bubba ran him over with the motorbike, I was absolutely yep. crying. <laughs> oh, that was the finish. He, <laughs> he just did fucking standard bullshit, forearms, big punches. He got a fat boy moonsault in, but, you know, Patrick counted far too slowly, which was excellent. <laughs> um, and he just gets on a motorbike, so, Big Bubba. So it was a death match, but then they had, like, last man standing rules. That was the one thing I was confused about. I was like, hang on. What's your gimmick here? What what gimmick are you going with? It's sort of they, they seem to get lost in translation a little bit. Death the the original deathmatch, Texas Deathmatch, wasn't like weapons or anything. It was mm. it was like last man standing rules, but then you got a fall and then you went again and it was like best of three falls or best of five right. falls, I think. But the last man standing is just if you can't come around after ten. So yeah, he he just mowed him down. It's quite funny, it's I enjoyed insane. that. <laughs> but to be fair to Hugh Morris, I fucking hate him, but he takes a superb bump off that. Yeah, he did. He did. Really did. Yeah, he he did. really did. Got to give him credit. So 2 0 to the NWO. I see a pattern emerging here. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was dog shit apart from Nick Patrick. Yeah. I think you know who's going to win fucking MVP, don't you? Fucking based off that. Well, now we get back to young Jeff. More vaguely suggestive questions. These girls clearly haven't got the fucking memo or they've just not been briefed. It's so fucking bad. And the band are fucking atrocious. The band are (laughs) atrocious as well. Yeah, they are. That's so bad. And the comms is shit as well. It's like, oh, for fuck's sake. Everyone who's talking tonight, I wish you'd just fucking drop off the face of the earth. And uh, I heard way too much Bischoff. Way too much Bischoff from from minute one. Yeah. But next, we get Jeff Jarrett, Jeff Jarrett versus old uh, Mike Chinlock. <laughs> oh dear! What a fucking set of matches they've put together on this card. <laughs> it's truly rotten, isn't it? Yeah, J- J- Jarrett obviously looks like a right Burke because he's coming out with no music and doing his stupid fucking yeah. gimmick. But at least. He's active in the ring and not like some stationary fucker like Chinlock is. Yeah. Like Chinlock Chinlock's out to like fucking no reaction. I know. But he's it's like the building him up as a big star. Like he's like, oh he's an amazing athlete and all this. It's like, is he? He's not though, is he? <laughs> like, he was. <laughs> he doesn't look like one anyway at this point. Fuck me. 
Um, oh, 10 years previously. Yeah, great. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's such a weird addition, though, isn't it? It's, it's... Yeah, it doesn't fit. Just out of nowhere, really, as well. I know he's got that, he's got that history with Dibiossi and stuff like that, but they've not even acknowledged that. Well, he sort of does. He says, oh, he's, my business. he's been my business associate for years or something. Well, that's but, the first right, time they've ever mentioned it, I think. I swear to yeah. God. But right, let's look at it objectively. The NWO, like, take Hogan out of it, because Hogan's just a fucking cartoon prat. Like, Hall and Nash were supposed to, like, cool. Women yeah. were supposed to want them, you yeah. know. And then you put in, okay, take, put Bagwell in with the women might want him kind of yeah. category. But yeah. you, you, you get fucking Scott Norton, Big Bubba, and M. Chinlock. You know, <laughs> these fuckers score less than Neil Mopey. <laughs> I mean, though, <laughs> yeah, they just don't fit, do they? Even, even no. slightly. <laughs> and obviously, uh, Mongo and Roboto are in the crowd because old Jeff Jarrett's in there. This thing with Jarrett, aren't she? Which makes no sense. It's, it starts pretty standard. I mean, Patrick won't let Jarrett hitch in, lock in the ropes. You know, drop down, shoulder tackle, hip toss, that kind of stuff. It, it tickled me. <laughs> when DiBiase says, "Oh, Wall Street doesn't rush; he takes his time. He takes fucking five minute breathers, mate. <laughs> <laughs> he, do, he takes five minute chin locks. <laughs> like Jarrett goes for the boss man straddle, and Nicky P just pushes chin lock out of the way. I thought that was fucking great. <laughs> has, has Nick has Nick Patrick got the most heat in WCW at the moment? He must have. He's such yeah. a fucking great heel." He's so hated, it's ridiculous, isn't it? <laughs> so unbelievably hated. And he's so good at it as well. Like, he's so good at playing the fucking... I'm trying to think what the word is. He just play... he's like, plays like a dumb cunt, doesn't he? He makes out like he's just he's just calling it down the middle. Like, but serious, like deadpans it. It's, it's brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> and then Chinlock clotheslines Jarrett over the top and there's no DQ, which for once actually makes sense because why is he going to DQ his guy, right? Yeah. Drops him on the rail. Not, not, not a chin lock yet. I couldn't believe it. It's coming. Jarrett, <laughs> Jarrett takes a great bump from an Irish whip over the rail, though. Give him that. Yeah. And it locks, uh, locks on a sleeper. Jarrett's selling it, and Roboto was telling Mongo to do something. And as Jarrett escapes, and then locks chin lock in a sleeper. Patrick breaks it, saying it's a chokehold, which fucking popped me. That was great. <laughs> and then uh, we get chin lock number one. <laughs> As uh, Mongo and Roboto are wandering into the crowd, and to be fair to him, shock horror, he's working it. He's using the ropes. It's yeah. like fucking hell. This is a chin lock I could get on board with, mate. <laughs> and then that gets broken up. Then Jared misses the fist off the top. He gets the figure four, but fucking Nicky Patrick drags chin locks to the rope. <laughs> it's fucking great. <laughs> I was loving it. Nicky Patrick, I had me popping out of my seat. Roboto's trying to get Mongo to help Jarrett. Jarrett gets an abdominal stretch and uses the ropes, but Nicky Patrick kicks his hands away. Then Chinlock reverses it. He does the same. Gets one of his own. And, yeah, exactly. And he gets to the rope, and Patrick's just stood there on the other side of him to see, like, Jarrett, you're going to quit. You're going to quit. It's fucking great. And then Mongo comes up with a briefcase and absolutely lamps Chinlock, and Mongo makes Patrick count it. I thought it was all I'll right. Be honest, Genuinely didn't mind this at all. Yeah, I, I thought it was it was, right. the, it was the best chin lock match we've seen on this run by a country mile. That's not a high bar, though, is it? To be fair, 
Nick Patrick was fucking outstanding. Jeff Jarrett was all right. There was no strutting. Yeah. Mongo did his bit, and the comms selling their shock and horror at the cheating was funny as fuck. So it was. I, yeah, I didn't mind right. this at all. <laughs> it was, it was the it best that. one of the match of the night so far, easily. It was good. It was it was some funny stuff in it, and it and it and like you said, Patrick was it was worth his weight in gold on this this entire show. But he was he was expected especially good in this one. <laughs> yeah, he was. But sadly, <laughs> we get some more Miss NWO bullshit. Jeff Cass, the Babe Hunter, take it, buddy. Ladies and gentlemen, we are about halfway through, and I gotta know, what do you think of the women? senior division of the search for Miss NWO. How you doing, darling? Well, let me ask you this. Describe for me the part of your anatomy that would best help you win Miss NWO. Probably my feet. Okay, well, feet. creative answer, not the one I was hoping for. Let's move on, shall we? Her feet. Oh, look at you. You're I like a fine line. You get better with age. How you doing? Pardon? How you doing? Oh, I had a good line there, won't use it. Folks, as you know, Buff Bagwell is known to have one of the better bodies in the wrestling industry. Tell me, darling, what material would you use to buff his biceps? What? How would I explain this? Well, the miracle ear not turned up, but that's okay. I'm sorry, darling. I think that might disqualify her. Let's forget about it. Let's go to Captain Virgil. Rock on, guys! It's just every. It's, this is like the new like uh, Mean Gene segment in it between every match. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so he says it's the senior division now, right? Yeah. He asked this woman which body part would help her win the competition. She says a feet. <laughs> Lovely dainty feet. <laughs> All like feet. They remind me of Gavin. <laughs> <laughs> Says to the next one that she's like a fine wine. She says, "Pardon," because she's obviously Mutton Jeff. She can't hear for call. What would you use to buff up Bagwell's biceps? Jesus fucking Christ! She has no idea. This is woeful. Doesn't even know that is. Though, she, let's woeful. be honest. Who, no. the, who the fuck's buff Bagwell? <laughs> and then we cut to the the guy who's singing in the band. He's called Captain Virgil, right? And he goes on about fucking King Kong and other miscellaneous shite. Tries to start a chant, crickets. <laughs> and then he, he plays like crappy 90s fucking alternative metal. This is just really not good at all. It really is. Awful. Really it's was. Awful. Uh, next up, we get sort of sad day for Mark because he, he didn't even get that music. <laughs> didn't even get the music. It's like it's like the mega powers collided, isn't it? It's like, <laughs> oh, it's yeah. that big. The year build. <laughs> I know, they're a bit gutted I didn't get to hear the music. That would have been nice. Scotty Riggs gets introduced as always being the number two American male's loser. (laughs) Just fucking burying people just straight off the bat now. Did they just add Bagwell, Chinlock, Bubba, Norton, just so they had an undercard on this (laughs) pay-per-view? That's why they added them to the group, isn't it? Because they needed to have a pay-per-view. Jesus Christ. Bagwell looks daft as fuck. That fucking collar. What was that? Sequin sleeveless jacket. <laughs> I get well, it's, it's like a heelish look in it. It's like the Fantastics and the I mean that express used to wear like sequins and stuff. It's like, yeah, he's, he's like 
fantastic kind of audience. Yeah, I, I get that. I did quite like the thing where he was he was he couldn't get his his jacket off because of his muscles. <laughs> I thought that was quite funny. I, that I, was I enjoyed funny. that. I did enjoy that bit. Um, quite uh, lovely. Patrick again played his part in that as well. It was funny as well. Obviously, um, Patrick. <laughs> but Riggs Riggs jump starts it. He does, yeah. Takes him from take yeah, takes him out from behind. Takes him from behind. <laughs> 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 uh, Riggs takes him from behind. <laughs> um, Didn't even buy him dinner first. <laughs> uh, start starts off pretty hot. I mean, but Buff Buff event Buff needs a little breather. He goes for a little Hulk Hogan, Hulk Hogan break. Gets back in. Drop kick by Riggs was pretty good. Nice bit of hang. Nice bit of height on it. Yeah. yeah. Um, Patrick's getting involved again as he always does. I mean. You just you just became to expect it throughout the night. Um, Bagwell fires back with a couple of little cheeky smacks to Riggs. A bit dirty. Uh, the commentary team uh, didn't comment on that though, did they? No. There's another. There's another over the top thing. That yeah. It was who was doing it? Riggs, was it Riggs to Bagwell. Yeah. Riggs to Bagwell. So he should yeah. have been, you'd have thought that they queued him. Yeah. So. But they were calling out on commentary, weren't they? But they were then they were going, "Oh, we put yeah. so much pressure on Nick Patrick. He's one of the finest <laughs> officials, one of the finest officials in the world, and we expect perfect, we expect perfection every night. But it's not possible. But he's he's so good at that. It was they played it off pretty well. It was quite funny in that regard. There's a great little bit where the the crowd is shouting, "Bagwell sucks," and he's in the camera. They love me. They love me. <laughs> that popped me. <laughs> But he he starts doing like Rick Rude poses and yeah, doing the frosts and stuff. He went to do towards the end. He went to do a Rude Awakening. Yeah, so you you can clearly tell who he's like modelling himself after. Yeah, it was it was it's pretty obvious, wasn't it? Yeah, he hit a really nice looking gut buster at one point. It was a strange variation on it by by Bagwell, but. I don't know why I quite liked it. it looked a bit dirty. <laughs> I don't know if it was. I don't know if it... <laughs> After that, though, Riggs uh, Riggs shows Bagwell's bare ass, which was a that happened again to someone else later on. Strangely, um, yeah. <laughs> we'll get to that though. It crawl. It slows down a bit towards the end, and I was a bit like, ah, it's lost its it's lost its edge now. I don't know if you felt the same. Yeah, yeah, it did. It was it, it was all right. It slowed down to a bit of a crawl at one point. I thought, ah, you'd think that. You'd think they'd want to get this would be one of the ones where you'd want to get a five ten minute or just pure pace, but it just didn't quite have it. Um, Went about fourteen minutes, you know. I think this was the longest match on the show. Yeah, which which is mad, really, considering. I mean, it's it's probably the one, probably the one on the undercard that's maybe got the bit of heat behind it. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. other than like the two sort of two or three main ones, but it probably didn't need to go that long, did it? Let's be honest. <laughs> Because it because it slowed it, the tempo slowed massively towards the end, which is a, which is it just affected it a lot, I think. Yeah, and then um, you get two two big drop kicks, but um, Bagwell hits a crossbody, and then he hits a, a top rope blockbuster for free. That move looked shit though, because it looked like it would hurt him more. Yeah, and it was also from the angle because of that stupid static camera. Yeah, it just didn't have the same impact that it was. I mean, like I said, it was all right. I don't think. I don't think they're quite they're, right. They're both quite athletic, and they yeah. do a, a quite a bit of flying stuff. 
but they're both quite big fucking blokes, and I don't think they're anywhere near as good as some of the guys that they've got on the on the roster to do the flying stuff. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Hey, what this this card definitely it definitely missed one of those Ray or Dean matches, didn't it? One hundred and ten percent. You know, you, you felt that you felt they didn't have that energy for one of those types of matches. Um, well, that's what the Jezza, Jezza Chono thing was supposed to be, I think, and it just didn't yes. have that because Chono was great. Don't get me wrong, Chono was great, but he's not—he's not, big, he's not a flyer, is he? Yeah. yeah. Well, back to Young Jeffrey. <laughs> All right, Jeffrey. Oh, oh my! I feel like I just watched into a Cheech and Chong movie with all this smoke here. We are almost through with the search for Miss NWO. Now let's find out if contestant number seven has what it takes. Now you might not know this, but Vince, the head of the security for the NWO, he's been known to dress up in, you know, a cheap hair piece, a powder blue suit, that sort of thing. I want to know, would you be willing to dress up with Vince? And if so, what would you wear? I can't hear you. What would you wear with Vince? Would you dress up? Sexy lingerie, something like that? She's open to it, folks. Let's move on. How you doing? It's contestant number eight, isn't it? Oh, my. Now, you know that Scott Norton did not get the nickname Flash for any reason, you know. Now, I want to know, would you help Scott with his flashing problem, or would you just add to that problem? With his flash? I'd help add to that problem. Oh, ho, ho. Things are getting a little risque. Eric Bischoff, I'm going to take a cold shower. Back to you. It is getting old as fuck, this now. Yeah, extremely he boring. Says, um, he says, Vince, the head of security, sometimes dresses up in a cheap wig and a powder blue suit, getting a McMahon digs in there. <laughs> would she dress up with Vince? She can't hear him. So he says, would you wear sexy lingerie? And she just says, yeah. Fucking hell. She just went, I'll oh, just shut him up, fuck's sake. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's on to the next one and he says... Uh, would you help Scott Norton with his flashing problems or just add to it? Jesus fucking, what is what is this? I'm, I, I just wasn't having a good time with it. I really uh, wasn't. Crap. Terrible. Luckily, DDP's out next. Mm. Look great. And he's facing uh, human tank Scott Norton. I thought that it was a bit flat to go off that really hot angle that they had to, to then put him in with Scott Norton. I was a bit like, Ugh. yeah, but the building, I think the building in it is going to be one of them like Gauntlet, he get through the NWO, yeah. and then you've got end of level boss Nash and Hall. Or something. He's he's quite reserved when he comes out, yeah. Page, but he still he still looks money. Uh, Morton looks money to uh, sorry Morton, fucking hell, Morton, Ricky Morton. Looks money too, <laughs> Ricky Norton, yeah, Scott Ricky <laughs> Norton looks money too, but the mullet again, like Ricky Morton, is an atrocity. <laughs> it really is. He's got a massive gut, Annie, Scott Norton. <laughs> yeah, but he's fucking nails, I mean. Yeah. Bishop and Bishop and Dibiossi are slagging Page off for not joining, basically. So yeah. uh Nort this is this was my bit of the match. I thought it was genius. Norton shoves him and cool as fuck, Page just like sinks back into the corner, grabs his cigar, slowly takes a toke on it, puts it back, and then cracks on. I just thought that is cool <laughs> as fuck, mate. Yeah, that is that cool. was excellent. <laughs> uh, Page did his big bumping like a champ shit for Norton, obviously, because Norton's yeah. fucking ginormous. Page tries to work the arm, but fucking Norton just floors him. Page 
fucking tries a headlock to wear the big lad down. Nice swinging neck breaker. Not on I like that neck breaker. Yeah, he's lovely, isn't it? Yeah. Norton chops the absolute shit out of him. And then he does, and fucking fair fucks him to doing this. That sort of cool style, styles clash. Yeah, it was like an inverted styles clash type thing, yeah. wasn't it? It was, it was cool. That. Well, you think he's got, he's picking him up, and it looks like he's got a pile driving, but he just like, it's like yeah. a pancake, or like, I don't know, some, I don't know what it's called, but it's barely. Where um, doesn't Cesaro do that, or Claudio, whatever he's called now? He does a move similar to that, I think. Oh, he did that neutralizer, didn't he? Which yeah, is a similar. Bit... Yeah, I think it's I think it's a cool looking move, especially on a big fucker like that, Scott Norton. Jesus, oh, it did well to get him up, fucking hell. Yeah, old uh, wooden goss things in the rafters, Mark. Mm-hmm. Big big ovation. It's the only time we saw him. Shoulder breaker sets up Norton to work the arm. He uses the post, the rail, the steps. Page gets some hope spots to try and up the pace, but Norton is just fucking on him. Lovely top yeah. rope clothesline by Page. Norton tries a hip toss. Page rams his face into the mat. I thought it was a great move. You know, like counted it and just fucking yeah. almost DDT'd him kind of thing. Yeah. Bagwell comes out, apropos of nothing, uh, <laughs> saying Page is the next contestant for the NWO. Bubba's out, Chinlock's out, fucking Vincent's out. He wants Page to join. There's more babies in his fucking promo than any Mongo fucking McMichael promo. <laughs> He's like, come on, baby. It is, baby. <laughs> he stuck his gimmick. <laughs> Page says everything's cool, and you always knew he was NWO. He puts the shirt on again. Norton doesn't look happy, but he shakes Page's hand and gets a fucking diamond cutter for his troubles. Page drops the rest of them and bails. Love it, fucking Tarrant, Tarrant Bob. He rips rips the shirt off in the crowd. It's an abs- It's it's yeah. electric in it. It is electric. I would say that. Gimmick. I would say that's that and maybe one or t- one other thing that was probably the pop of the night. Um, All right, well, you, it's your gimmick, Tarrant, so you, yeah. I, just, I just thought that would be it. But if you, I think, I think, I think it could be that. But I think, I think, something else just slightly edged it. I think there's nothing. There's nothing that stood out head and shoulders above the rest, basically. <laughs> no, no, not quite. <laughs> not like his initial one where he did it. No. That, that was that was probably slightly bigger, slightly bigger. Um, I, thought, I thought the match was all right. What about you? Yeah, I thought it. I thought it was getting to something, and then it just like Bagwell comes out. It's like all right, there yeah. you go. <laughs> you just knew it You knew it was. Yeah, it was just going to be building something else. Which, it, when I said before, obviously putting him in with Norton, I suppose it didn't really matter in the end because it didn't. It didn't really matter who he was in the ring with, does it? It was all about that last part. So, you know, it was all right. It wasn't too bad. I'd rather watch him with fucking Bagwell or something like that, maybe. So, yeah, fair. maybe, yeah. But then next we go back to this complete fucking cretin. <laughs> what is your favourite manoeuvre and will you show me? So she says, yes, but there's kids watching for fuck's sake. It's, it's, like, it's like a shit blind date. I mean, blind date was shit, but this is even shitter. Next question. How would you make Masahiro Chono comfortable in America? She'd do anything she wa- he wanted as long as he has some chopsticks. What does that even mean? <laughs> it's just thinking of the only thing you can think of that, that Asian people use. <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous. But thank fuck. Thank fuck for fucking Steiners and the Outsiders. Yeah. Thank fuck. That's next. <laughs> 
for the tag belts. Finally, finally, we get to see the Steiners back in action. Yeah. As much as Rick Steiner has revealed himself to be a scumbag in recent months, <laughs> I still love watching their matches. Scotty's yeah. mullet gets more horrific as we get closer to the millennium. And he gets bigger. <laughs> oh, God, my God, yeah. They, they get called two Michigan mutts. But here's the boys. It's a decent yeah. pop with the proper tune. Let's yeah. be honest, Mark. They look fucking mint. They, they look great. They look so good. <laughs> they're the only, two, the only, the, like the, they're the only two people in the NWO that looked fucking cool all night. Uh, all night, yeah. I mean, I about thought you were going to say since he came in because Nash's bandana. I had, I had issues with that. <laughs> but when he looks, when he looks like this, he just looks imposing. He looks, he looks, he looks cool. Pair of them do. Yeah, they both do. They look great. And they, it, look it looked like it, a looked like a big match, didn't it? Yeah, but if you look at Scott Hall, he's not that much smaller than Nash. No, he's a big guy, big guy, good, well built, isn't he as well? Yeah, but like you said, Scott Steiner, Scotty Steiner, fucking hell, looks like a balloon on him. Mike pump up his ass, and he's fucking yeah. outrageous. <laughs> and then, like Bischoff saying, the Steiners get opportunities. Piper and Savage aren't invited to get any, and but this. Just, I thought, do you know, do you know like we say when, when you, we had to watch like four hours of AW and then punks on last, and you think, great, yeah. you know, you're going to yeah. get something. I've, I've I've watched most of this, and don't get me wrong, there was a decent match, like all right, average match, nothing yeah. groundbreaking. But then these 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 boys put on an absolute corker. Fucking loved it. It was brilliant. There's bet. I'll say it now. It was the best match of the night. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Feeling. One hundred percent. Big fight feel. Yeah, it was just great. Really good. I've just got to say, thank fuck for Scott Hall and thank fuck for Scotty Stein. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they they definitely carried the load, didn't they? Of course they did. Oh, 100%. So it starts, as you'd imagine, Scotty overpowers Hall and, lobs his, and then Hall lobs his toothpick at him. Nice yeah. and physical, bit of technicality. He yeah. works Scotty's back with an abdominal stretch because obviously he's had back issues. And then he just fucking overhead belly to belly just got all fucking Beautiful. impressive, right? <laughs> all breaks down. Usual lovely sack of shit on Rick uh, Rick Steiner by Scott Hall. Choke slam to Scotty. Didn't we, we saw that the other week? Right, and I like that. It now. Yeah. It's not Hall, often you see him pulling that out, is it? No, but Hall is absolutely fucking the peak of his power here. Yeah, he's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. And then Nash takes over elbow. Side knees in the deal, flipper a punch, simple but effective. Simple yeah. but effective. Sometimes <laughs> it just works, doesn't it? Sometimes that sort of stuff works. <laughs> and then there's a lovely belly to belly on Nash. And then there's a, what I love is like that nice clubbing blow on the sly by Hall as he gets whipped into the ropes and he's just like a bang on his back. Big boot by Nash and uh, to Rick and he spills out. Or close lines him on the floor. Proper heel tag was, team shit. Was, yeah, the psychology was good in this match. It was, it was really good. It was simple. Like you said, it was simple, but so effective. Isolation, heel, heel tactics. Fucking works, isn't it? Can't yeah. go wrong with it, really. That's what I mean. He gets back in. They've double teaming Rick in the corner, cutting him off. Stiff clotheslines. Then we get snake eyes by Nash. <laughs> I'm, wait, I'm waiting for the side slam. Side slam. <laughs> <laughs> he misses an elbow, does old Kev, but Rick's too far out to get the tag and gets cut off again. Lovely. Hall drops Scotty so he can chuck uh, Rick outside for Nash to drop him on the apron. Again, lovely. Mm-hmm. There it is, side slam. 
There's a great spot where Hall's holding Rick's throat on the rope so Kev can yeah. give him like the boss man straddle. I thought that was great. Scotty drops Hall and shouts, fuck you, fuck you too, to the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> just, that is one guy who just don't give a shit. Yeah. Hot tag to Scotty. Yeah, oh God, yeah. And mental. Hot tag to <laughs> Scotty and he cleans up. There's a double underhook suplex to fucking Hall, a T-bone suplex to Nash. Fuck me, these are big dudes as well. Yeah, he's strong. Crowd as well. are popping for it as well, man. Yeah, yeah. But I think I think Hall and Nash sold really well for him as well. To be fair, um, they they made him look fucking. I mean, they already are, aren't they? They already are stars, Steiners. But they made him feel like an absolute serious, serious threat throughout the entire thing. It was really good. Hundred percent. Couldn't agree more. Nick does, Nick Patrick doesn't DQ again for Rick Steiner clotheslining Nash over the top, which is mm. and Cotter the comms calling out on it again. Yeah, um, there's a razor's edge, no ref. I think he got clocked out in the melee. Did he get knocked out in the melee? Yeah, I think he he, he, he caught an arm or something. I, I didn't catch it totally, but I think he felt something a bit of a bit of a melee. Yeah. So uh, Rick Steiner bulldogs Hall off the top, and old uh, Pee Wee Anderson runs down and counts three. <laughs> And we've got that new was, champs. That was the only. That was the other one. That was probably the the pop of the night for me because it was yeah. unexpected. It was totally it was unexpected. Done. I know. I, I'm pretty certain they give the belts back maybe a week or so later. But well, I'll I'll, I'll, we'll have to get to it. I, I was the crowd was popping. I was popping for it. Yeah. I thought it was a really good match. Enjoyed. I mean, I'm not saying it's like a five star classic, but it was a fucking nah. re- on a on a match of. Average, it was the obvious standout. Uh, yeah. Scott Hall is fucking superb. Scott Steiner is fucking superb. A pop for the finish. Uh, I just thought it was good. Uh, Bischoff threatens <laughs> to fire Randy Anderson and says he'll overturn it. So I just expect a dusty finish on Nitro the next night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Well, on the Monday night, I think this was on the Saturday, but yeah, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Thought it was really fun and just felt. But it felt big time. It was the only match on the card that, to me, felt big time because it's two, it's four, four really, well, four stars really, in it, in a way. I'll be honest but, with um, you, mate. Most most of these pay per views, it's usually the tag team matches we enjoy the most. Yeah, man, normal. Uh, St- Starcade '86 with that rock and roll uh, Minnesota Wrecking Crew match. We pop for that. This was great. Most, def- I mean, I'm just a big fan of tag team wrestling in general. But and it's done right, it's, done it's brilliant, right? Yeah. yeah. But next up, we get what we thought would have been the best match of the night before we watched yeah. the pay per view. We get uh, old Eduardo Guerrero versus uh, Six in a ladder match for the US belt. So obviously, Eddie's the champ. Yeah, but he's but been he's had the belt mixed off it. him. Yeah. He's had some build. Probably yeah. uh, one of the only ones that did. It was quite good. Yeah, it was quite a good build. But fucking hell, the Tanoi voice calls him a Mexican jumping bean, mate. Jesus Christ. God. <laughs> Terrible. He's the baby face, and he comes out with that fucking mullet, and he's he looks so greasy. He's, he's very heelish looking. I, he, when he's baby face, he shouldn't have that mullet. No. You should. It's like when he, you know, when he had that sort of world title run back then. That was that was. He looked like a babyface then, didn't he? He doesn't look like one now. <laughs> no, he was great in the WWE when, when he was like Latino Heat cheating heel. Yeah, 
We had that, that greasy, amazing. sleazy mullet. Him and China. Old si- yeah, old six gets the pound shop music though. Yeah, I thought he'd get main music. Yeah. <laughs> Eventually Probably. fucked off. <laughs> Probably. Bischoff is still in- incredulous about the Steiners lo- uh, about the Steiners winning the belts, and it's uh, he gets he-, he calls six a one man rock concert. Yeah, when everyone's off the tits. Fuck me, he's off his tits. Eddie jumps it again, but I like the yeah. fact that the baby faces are jumping it because it's like they fucking hate these guys. Well, they're in hostile territory, um, aren't they? That's it. It's like you've got to get the upper hands. Yeah. I like uh, that. Six, yeah, me too. Six does some kicks and Bischoff comes. <laughs> he's going on about how he's like, he's the real deal. Like people, people say they're karate. People say they're black belt and karate. They've been to a few karate classes. Six is the real deal. It's like what the fuck? Oh, like Eric Bischoff. Like karate is one of the least fucking accomplished like martial arts from what I've what I've heard. Anyway, yeah. I, I I do no can do. That's my uh, martial art. <laughs> is that a place near Katmandu? <laughs> <laughs> so there's a bit of miscommunication, right? As uh, six goes for a tilt a whirl. And Eddie sort of just drops to the floor. <laughs> yeah. It was a bit botchy at times, wasn't it? It certainly was. Um, six gets the tilt a wheel eventually, but Eddie uh, ran us out of it and then hits the tilt a wheel backbreaker on six. It was a nice sequence. Very nice. Eddie's tilt a wheel is absolutely sublime. <laughs> There's a massive, he does a massive top rope crossbody outside. Uh, then Eddie backflips off the top, not showing off. Um, gets hit with a top rope wheel kick by, uh, by old six. That was nice as well. And then he does the fucking Bronco Buster, the most obnoxious move in the history of fucking wrestling. You hate that, don't you? <laughs> he used to do that when he was X Pac as well, didn't he? Yeah, I hate him, but he made me it made it made it more palatable for me when he uh, he ripped his ass. <laughs> did he tore he tore his ring piece, I'm sure he did. <laughs> <laughs> it's chocolate starfish. <laughs> Basically. So Bishop goes on about all his own karate credentials, right? Yeah. He calls Glacier bogus. And I'd, I'm like, all right. I, I think he was bogus too if I'd spent all that money and got that in return. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, so, exactly. Like, I mean, it's not bad, this. I mean, it's extremely athletic. But you can just see that Eddie's fucking streets ahead of Walter. Yeah, that's exactly what I was about to say. That Eddie was just on another level, so much better. Waltman's good. I like him, but he's come over to WCW where there's like at least, at the very least, two, maybe three better high flyers than him. Whereas yeah. in the WWF, he stood out because the high flyers were more Michaels and Owen, and they were more wrestlers than high flyers. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, that's. I think. I think. I think you've hit the nail on the head there. Really, you just you could just see that Eddie was on just a higher level from minute one, really. But like Ray's on a probably on a higher level. He must be. Dean's on a higher level. Dean's not really a high flyer, but even maybe Super Calo, I'd yeah. say, might be slightly better than him. I don't know. Would I'd have to watch him against each other and see. Yeah, he's only had one match, hasn't he? I suppose he's literally the only match he's had. Yeah, I he's think been so. there for like three months. He's been off his tits, hasn't he? Um, <laughs> he's just been partying. <laughs> Nasty vertical out to the mat, and Eddie bumps hard on his ass, and it looked fucking painful. Yeah, 
But what I liked about it was there was only one ladder and it was only just coming in now like a third of the two thirds of the way. It was like the way twenty in. ladders or yeah. you know, staged around the ring. Yeah. And like they work with the ladder, just one ladder, he clocks in with it, puts it in the ring. Then Bischoff starts going about fucking Harleys because he's a tragic twat. He's like, um, get that away from the hog. <laughs> oh, he's like, if it, if that was near any one of my Harleys, like you know, let's yeah. make sure that everybody knows I've got more than one. Fuck off, mate. There was a really nice spot where, because like it's sort of balanced on the rope. Eddie's on the apron with one end, and Waltman's on in the ring with the other end, and Eddie just yeah. drops off the apron and jaws him with it. He was fucking loved it. And then he proceeds to batter six with a ladder. <laughs> Some of them were so, quite nasty, actually. Oh, ah, yeah. I thought there was some nice innovation using the ladder here, to be fair. It wasn't on the Razor Michaels level, but it yeah. makes infinitely more sense than like modern-day ladder matches, which is just fucking 40 ladders, fucking anything goes, because they're actually using the ladder other than to just jump off it. Yeah. I found it a lot more easier to watch than some of the fucking like money in the bank or that casino fucking chip thing or whatever the fuck it is. They both climb the ladder either side. Thing. What is it? What do casino. They yeah, I know what you mean. They both climb the ladder, one on either side. Um, then six, the fucking lunatic, sort of jumps up off the ladder and drop kicks Eddie on the top of the ladder and takes a fucking mental bump to the mat. That yeah. was that's some bump. Right? I mean. What a fucking spot. Chapeau, Mr. Waltman. Fucking hell. <laughs> yeah, that was a bit, that was like fucking Matrix shit, that wasn't it? <laughs> really enjoyed that because it's, it, we hadn't seen anything like that during the whole match. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? During like a modern ladder match, you just saw something more mental than that about 12 times. So because that was like the only mad fucking high spot on the ladder, it stood out. You, you go, fucking hell. And then fucking. <laughs> And instead of calling it, it's a drop kick, right? Bischoff yeah. calls it an inverted sidekick. Fuck off. <laughs> inverted sidekick. He's just a fucking... That there he's like karate glossary there, isn't he? Yeah, he's a fucking idiot. He's just like, like any time there's a kick involved, he's literally coming in his pants. <laughs> like every... I've never seen anything like it. Randy Marsh is like, fuck, doesn't he? Um... <laughs> So, for somehow, fucking Waltman's back up, and he's, and so is Eddie, and he trade punches, and Eddie gets knocked off, bounces off the ropes and, like, knocks the ladder, and uh, Six flies off it. Bischoff uh, then tells Waltman to do it for Alice in Chains. What? I didn't get that reference at all. I mean, I love Alice in Chains, but I don't understand... What's the, what's the relevance? Connotations, not a fucking clue. 1997, Alice in Chains hadn't released an album for two years. Lane Staley was at the absolute fucking height of his heroin addiction. Fuck knows. Then they both back up on the ladder. They both grab the belt, and Eddie clocks six with the belt and wins and gets his belt back. And I it's a bit flat. The finish was a bit shit. Yeah, I thought yeah, it was just... decent. Don't get me wrong, but the finish was. Yeah, not. I wasn't. There's no build up to it. No, it was just all of a sudden they're both climbing. It's like, oh, okay. And yeah. then it felt like, it, it, to me, it felt like Waltman won because he sort of fell down with a belt, but then Eddie grabs it and then he's won it. I don't, I don't know. It just, it, it, I don't unless unless Waltman didn't have it in his possession or he didn't have it in both hands or whatever. I don't know, but 
it just felt a little bit flat the finish. It should have been it should have been like like that triumphant I'm reclaiming what's mine and he's like crawling and str- struggling up while he's like Waltman's incapacitated and then as he gets near the top Waltman's trying to grab his leg. Do you know what I mean? Like make it a struggle, make it look like and the crowd would get up for it. For me it was just yeah, it was a great action in the ring, but yeah, the finish was turd. It, it was. It definitely was. It was the worst part of the match, which is a shame because they, they did do some good stuff, really. Then Eddie escapes with the crowd as uh, Bischoff, Bischoff, as Bischoff goes on about Bischoff. seeing the championship committee tomorrow for both, you know, Eddie Guerrero and the Steiners. Yeah. And, uh, Eddie celebrates with Arn and Nobbs. But Eddie was the champion anyway, so that doesn't even make any sense. It makes sense with the, the Steiner thing, but... yeah. Six never won the belts. It was random as fuck, wasn't it? Now, ladies and gentlemen, the choice is not yours, and quite unfortunately, the choice is not mine. No, the choice belongs to the king. Eric Bischoff, come on down! winners here and you know what these women were chosen for a lot of reasons a couple of them oh, they live in cedar rapids so we didn't have to buy them a plane ticket they live here so we didn't have to get a hotel room that worked for me but most of all because they all have their own hearts and what's better in the world than a woman with her own is so close it's come down I really like you it's come down to a tie so we gotta we gotta break this tie god it is good if we can so I'm gonna ask the two women who it's come down to one question the woman with the best answer wins really simple so as I move my way up and down the line, I'm thinking of a question. What would I ask some of the finest looking women in Cedar Rapids that have their own heart? Now, when I ask this question, it's only it's between us. You can't hear. And you can't hear. So hold on.
there is no money. Let's <laughs> not go crazy. Because we have a winner. And the winner is... Now we move on to a bit of harmless fun. That's all it is. Please welcome <laughs> the finalists. The first contestant is Susan Atkinson. She's 20 years old. Her vital statistics are 34, 24, 33. So she's slightly bigger at the top. She's a shop assistant for Saxon Shoes. And she tells me the most popular shoes are play black lace-ups with six eyes. Contestant number two is Donna Cookson. Donna is 20. Donna used to dance in a nightclub but it was closed down after a fire. Contestant number three is 21-year-old Lisa Thornton. Lisa is a nanny for a professional couple who tells, who she tells me make adverts and live in a converted barn. Sometimes she has the whole house to herself and she likes to use the CD system to dance around the living room to pop music. She's the shortest of tonight's contestants. Contestant number four is Maria McNulty. Maria is an Irish Roman Catholic. She tells me that before every beauty contest, she says a quick prayer. She has a 36-inch bust. Ave Maria. And our final contestant tonight <laughs> is Siobhan Glokowski. Siobhan <laughs> works in William Hill Bookmakers. And what are her odds tonight? I'll tell you. She's 50 to 1. She's a rank outsider. <laughs> Siobhan also has a Polish grandmother who doesn't speak any English. And those are tonight's contestants. <laughs> That was that was top notch. Um, <laughs> that was so first we're back, class. <laughs> so we're back to young Jeff. He does the finals. That that wasn't the real contest. I'm, that was just me doing poetry. <laughs> um, do you have like a tale of the tape? Yeah, this is fucking abysmal. It's like they, they've all got mullets. Several are wearing assless chaps. Fucking, they're just mocking these poor fuckers, aren't they? This is <laughs> yeah. this is what happens when Bischoff is unfiltered, right? Yeah. One of them's she retired. She was like 60, wasn't she? Isn't it? <laughs> One of them looks like Mark Chapman, the guy who killed John Lennon. <laughs> Two are fucking grain inspectors. Whatever the fuck that is, it's such a specific job, and they've found two of them. <laughs> But it's not Jeff's choice. It's not our choice. It's the king's choice. Fucking abject. They've all got Harley Davidsons, but it's a tie, apparently. So the king asks his question by whispering it. This is some of the fucking dirt worst TV I have ever seen. Shocking. And the winner, Mark, is the well, the woman who looks like Mark Chapman, the guy who killed Tom Lennon. <laughs> and there's Eric. And yes, he's with a lady, and yes, he's necking with her. And I mean it, full on, fucking going for it. Oh, something's popped up. Hey, I mean, you mean to cough. Cough. Fuck, <laughs> fuck this right off. This is terrible. awful television, man. Awful. From start to fuck. finish, for the entire the whole duration of it, it was wank. Oh, man. <laughs> and speaking of awful television, it's main event time. <laughs> I didn't get much better, did it? So we get Hulk Hogan, Hulk Hot Dog Hogan, 
versus the Giant for the WCW World Heavyweight title. I don't want to watch this, Mark. I felt the exact same. (laughs) (laughs) You just I've seen it twice and it was terrible both times, so the fucking giant comes out with zero fire and zero charisma. It's like this is your big match. You've been wronged for fuck's sake. (laughs) <laughs> there's no, there's, yeah. out angry. He's been like the last few weeks on Nitro. He's been like fuming, and he like bursting into locker rooms and stuff. And he just walked out like, yeah, just getting my payday. Just uh, happy to be here. <laughs> there's just no, like, there's no enthusiasm whatsoever. I think that's just because he knew he was getting fucking nothing was coming of it. <laughs> Olga gets some weird intro of him just putting himself over. Yeah, no idea. And he's down with what I thought was all his stooges, but they turn out to be the Dallas fucking Cowboys. What the fuck's going random. on? This is so random. He looks like a fucking bratwurst. It's not good, is it? It's really not good. Vincent has a chair. This fucking pyro like it's fucking bomby night. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Standard Hogan posturing, bailing, Lauren in the giant. Still got his bandana on. I've just got no enthusiasm for a Hulk Hogan main event at the moment. There's just nothing, there's nothing to it, is there? It's the same. It's been the same match for like three times they've done it. It's Giant gets a little bit in, Hogan steps out. Hogan does a bit of Healy shit. Giant gets control again, Hogan steps out. Rinse and repeat. Same thing every time. And it feels like it's gone on forever already and it's not even fucking halfway in, right? And <laughs> there's a fucking there's like a two minute spot blocking each other trying to slam each other's face on the apron I'm fucking bored shitless you know when the match was starting I saw there was 12 minutes left and normally if you were going to watch a pay-per-view you think fucking that's a bit short for a main event but for this I was going that's long <laughs> yeah long <laughs> the giant goes up the top the mad fucker and misses an elbow never seen him do that before Hogan gets a chin lock <laughs> well, he, he chin locks in the group now, so he's passing on his knowledge. That's it. But to be fair, the crowd is heating up for it a little bit. Yeah. Giant no sells the big boot, which I'm surprised. And then Hogan slams him and gets the leg drop, and Giant no sells that and as well. That, which yeah. really surprised me. How the fuck did he manage to blag that? Because <laughs> he probably you... fucking threatened him. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> Hogan's posing, thinking he's like he's got it done. Turns around, gets choke slammed, and Patrick counts two and a half and says, "Hogan's shoulder was up." Yeah, oh yeah, (laughs) Hogan's shoulder was up. Did move, Uh, and then Giant holds both shoulders down, and Patrick does the same thing again (laughs) and again, Uh, and then the Giant's had enough. He choke slams Patrick. Bagwell's down, choke slammed. Bishop's down with a go go. <laughs> Bubba gets choke slammed, then Hogan batters him from behind with a fucking guitar, absolutely levers him. Jeff Jarrett. And, yeah. And but he did draw some money, uh Hulk Hogan, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and to the no contest. And the inevitable beatdown ensues, but all the crowd want is Sting. <laughs> massive. Massive we want yeah. Sting chance, wasn't there? Fucking hell. The match was the shits, but I actually thought it was the best Hogan Giant match we've seen. 
which is <laughs> faint, faint praise. So, <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it is to be fair. The trilogy was uh, it delivered in the end. <laughs> yeah, I mean, only because like the finish worked. Yeah, and it gets Hogan and the NWO over as cheating cunts. There's no finish. There's much never finished in it, that. Well, well, you know what I mean, like the sort of the melee, yeah. the running, the fucking bit. Uh, but the problem is Hogan and Bischoff are just so fucking cartoony. Like it just poisons <laughs> the well for me. Yeah. I would do anything for this man and all this, all this rubbish. I would do anything. I mean, you might get have to swap your wife. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> so, Which one? <laughs> is that yeah, a man? Is that a few, isn't he? Well, his new one looks like his daughter, obviously. <laughs> it's... Hogan, Hogan and his daughter is very much like Donald Trump and his daughter. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's proper weird. weird. Yeah. yeah. So, for me, all in all, it was pretty dreadful, but at the occasional decent match, I think it would have been less dreadful if we'd have had different comms and no Miss NWO segments. Bischoff, when he's left to his own fucking devices, is just beyond woeful, isn't he? Yeah. He, he he got his shit in tonight, didn't he? Bloody hell! Yeah, he got his. Oh shit yeah, in. this this was a vehicle, literally a vehicle for him to look like the cool kid and get all his hobbies in and all his and his weird little protege and fucking <laughs> God. I hope I hope it gets better. I really do. I don't know. <laughs> I'm starting to think it won't with the NWO. <laughs> Maybe it will, maybe it will. Once we start to see like DDP challenge him and maybe Luger gets involved. I don't know. I don't know. But Bischoff and Hogan are such a toxic combination. They really are. Terrible, isn't it? Because <laughs> Bischoff is just a yes man for Hulk. Yes man for Hulk. Oh, he's, a, he's, a, he's an absolute mark for him, though, isn't he? That's the worst thing. Mm. Yeah. What did you reckon to the pay-per-view as a whole then, Marcos? <laughs> it was all right. It was an event, wasn't it? It was it sort was of a summit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, yeah, they, they, I could see what they were trying to do, but it just felt a bit flat. It just didn't work. The the, the location was bad. The entrance it set off on a bad tone, but they all coming in and fucking garbage trucks, fucking bin lorries, whatever. Um, yeah, <laughs> the, the Miss NWO thing. I think Nash has said that, that was just a disaster from start to finish. Awful. It was just mean. Yeah. Horrible on these poor fucking women. It should have been. I don't know what it should have been, but it was bad. And then there was a there was there was a few stinkers on there as well. Um, oh yeah, proper. But there, there was a there's a few decent bits. So there was it was a mixed bag really. And the tag match was worth seeing it because I thought that was really good. Yeah, ladder match was all right. The Jarrett <laughs> thing was dumb. okay as well. Yeah, I, I was surprised at that. Show uh, and old Jericho was all right. Hugh Morris getting mowed down by a motorbike was quite funny. That was one of the highlights. I enjoyed that. <laughs> so, what was your match of the night? It's got a bit of tag belts, hasn't it? I think I'd have said it earlier, didn't I? Tag match. Yeah. Was, I thought it was great. Not, not like yeah. you said, it wasn't a fucking five stars. It's not going to go down in history or anything like that. But yeah. I just, lo- just really liked it. I really got into it. Um, and it was easily head and shoulders above everything else on the show. Yeah. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. MVP? I think Patrick, I'm, or or the whole encumbered the Hall and Scott, Scotty Steiner was pretty bang on. Steiner, yeah, I put Hall and Scott Steiner down here. But if you, if you, if you want to go Nicky P, we can do a three way dance. 
I think Nicky P had it was he earned his fucking paycheck that day, didn't he? He was busy. <laughs> yeah, okay, Nick, Nicky P, mate. At the end of the day, I, I'm never going to argue with Nicky P, man. I'm a mark for Nicky P. <laughs> Dick of the day, you know, it's got to be fucking Bischoff. It's got to be Bischoff. This is his he whole brainchild, isn't it? Yeah, he put this bullshit together. Yeah. Oh, Gordon Bennett. I mean, it's it's pretty hard press not to give it to Hulk Hogan every week, but Bischoff fucking took the cake today. The end of Miss NWO thing was bad, and that was his thing. You could tell that was his thing. Oh god, he had Bischoff written all over it. And I think, I think the 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 bin lorry thing was his thing as well. So that's yeah. I just think all in all, Bischoff was just an atrocity. <laughs> Barnet of the night, mate. I mean, it, it'd be hard pushed not to say every single contestant in Miss NWO. <laughs> yeah, there's some shockers in there. I wouldn't know them by name, like, but. <laughs> there was one. There was one that like had a bowl cut, but with a mullet. It was. It was. I, I mean, that's one of possibly one of the worst hairstyles I've ever seen. It's got to be worse than Brad's dog shit waterfall and PN News's <laughs> triple threat and in, <laughs> PN News. You know, Sasuke's yeah, in tram lines and there was some shockers shit. on there, weren't there? Some absolute shockers. <laughs> and uh, Scott Norton's is always a, a nice little surprise. <laughs> I know, but I think. Uh, you know, the, the ladies didn't get much tonight, so I think give them all Barnet of the night. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah, that'll do. <laughs> oh dear, it, 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 it was it was something though. It was it was it was quite fun to watch. To be fair, there was fucking enough in there, just enough to laugh out of anything. <laughs> yeah, and it's been it's been entertaining for for us slagging it off. So exactly <laughs> as it always is. But um, we're gonna. We've had a chat, and we've uh, we decided to keep on the WCW for a little bit longer, without yeah. branching off into our uh, side hustles, as they say. Give us the bread and butter. Yeah, we've missed it, man. This was the whole point of doing this was with us doing this stuff. Um, don't yeah. get me wrong, we we have a we have a well, wouldn't you know? We won the Tony series that you will be getting more of. I know certain people enjoy hearing me lose my mind, so and they like hearing Mark apologize. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the past testing, past uh, the past tense series, uh, we're going to put on the back burner for a little bit. It's not going to be a every month, every two months kind of thing. It's going to be once every, you know, maybe three to six months. You know, like mm. probably have a dabble over into some old WWF stuff, and and then yeah. we we'll, might watch like the Flare Steamboat trilogy of pay per view. Yeah, mm. so I think. Next up is the 27th of uh, January 1997, and then we're going to head on into February and to the February pay-per-view, which I do believe is Super Brawl, I think. Sounds right. Yeah, and then obviously going to the month of March. We're gonna not, we are going to nip over to the WWF in March and uh, get on some Mania. Yeah. But before Mania, the WCW pay-per-view, which gives me... He's going to give me nightmares. Is a 1997's version of Uncensored. So uh, hopefully it'll be a hell of a lot fucking better than 1996's version. Three tier cage again, are they? <laughs> NWO fucking three tiers of hell. Oh god! <laughs> fucking digging up fucking BA Baracus, Mister T, and fucking <laughs> Zeus from fucking Friday or whatever it was, and the guy who played Bane in fucking Batman and Robin. <laughs> 
<laughs> the alliance to end Hulkamania, is that what Hulkamania. they call it? Yeah. <laughs> God. Fuck's sake. <laughs> that was tragic. I mean, if, they, if they're going to do it, bring Tenter back. <laughs> you might as well. <laughs> but as the shark. <laughs> He's not a shark, Mark. He's a man. A man. John Tenter. John Tenter. <laughs> you better have half a half a skullet going on. <laughs> so, oh, like dear. I said, next up for us is uh, Monday Night Troll, twenty seventh of January, nineteen ninety seven. As always, if you like what we do and you want to interact with us on Twitter, it's at Adjective Pod. Like or retweet any of our various uh, meanderings on there. If uh, you want to follow us on Spotify. Give us a give us a Chrissy Jezza missile drop kick, a Kazushka Okada drop kick. Don't give us a Scotty Riggs drop kick. It's 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 all right, but it's they won't sit there and fucking subscribe you properly because it's just not as good <laughs> as the other two. If you want to also give us a five star Davey Meltzer on Spotify, we would greatly appreciate that. Bump up the two point two. That is that is the <laughs> the mission we it's are at the that, moment. That's right in that. Don't two point two us, man. <laughs> mean, mean people. Anyway, we'll be back in a fortnight with our next nitro. But uh, any further business, Mark? Uh, nothing else to report. Just need to go watch United get done by Galatasaray. <laughs> well, we are at one all at the moment with 28 <laughs> minutes gone. So, fucking Will Zaha coming back to fucking. I told you, didn't I? Yeah, of course he did. Actually, it always happens. All the old, all the old Premier. I mean, they've got like a fucking who's who of fucking Premier League rejects. So they're all going to come back to fucking hearts at some respect. <laughs> fucking Davinson Sanchez at fucking centre back. <laughs> anyway, without further ado, it's uh, time to uh, get Eric Bischoff. <laughs> Let's get on your hog. <laughs> Keep the motor running. <laughs> See you later, Dickie Slater. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> the preceding podcast gimmick that was paid for by Look at the Attics.